No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at two psalms. Psalm 120 is a cry for deliverance from the treacherous. Psalm 121 is an encouragement about God's protection. Both are songs of ascents. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 120 begins a song of ascents. Now, two years ago, my wife and I had the privilege of going to Israel And we began our trip. This was actually the first time we had been to Israel, but we began the trip in Galilee. And then we went to the Jordan River near the Dead Sea and to Jericho. And then coming out of Jericho, we went up the incline up to Jerusalem. Now, there was great anticipation to visit this city, which I'd never seen before knowing the history, knowing that Jesus spent so much time there. And as we were going up in the bus, climbing up the mountain, I began to think on the Psalms of Ascent. Now, I was aided in that because our guide was saying, hey, and he began to read one of the Psalms of Ascent. And I began to understand for the first time what these Psalms were about. They would sing these Psalms as they would come to Jerusalem. Now, of course, it was required that the people come to Jerusalem three times in the year for Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. And so as they would come anticipating going to the house of God, they would sing these psalms. And uh, so this is the first one of them. There are 15. It's kind of a songbook within the psalms. Uh, And they are known as the Songs of Ascents. Verse 1. In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. So the psalmist is in distress, and the distress is caused by someone who has lying lips, probably a slandering tongue. Someone who has been speaking against him, maybe backbiting him or deceiving him or speaking evil against him. And this has caused him great distress. Now, there is great distress that slander causes. It brings great harm to people. And if you hear that it's been spoken of about you, it goes directly to the depths of your heart. And there is a sore burden to bear with a slanderous tongue. And so he's crying out to the Lord to deliver my soul, Lord, from these lying lips. And part of the big problem with slander is so many times by the time you hear about it, you hear what they are saying, there's really nothing you can do. The damage has been done. It's not like you can really defend yourself. And so you just have to trust God with your reputation. Now, it's been said that It can take a lifetime to earn a reputation of integrity, but one slanderous word, which may not even be based on truth, but just simply on suspicion, that can destroy a person's reputation. 
So he says, what shall be given to you or what shall be done to you, you false tongue, sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree. Now he is imagining what kind of judgment is going to come upon this person who has been lying and and saying slanderous things. So he imagines that God's sharp arrows, the sharp arrows of a warrior are going to come against him and coals of the broom tree uh, that God would rain down these fiery coals upon him for this. Now, I don't think that this is simply just, you know, revenge, getting back at him. Uh, But the Bible itself tells us that all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. And certainly God is able to fire the appropriate arrows at those who come up and devise slanderous things to say to destroy other people. Woe is me that I dwell in Meshach, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. The soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Now, Meshach was a place where Gentiles lived. It was northwest of Israel, up in Asia Minor. And Kedar was a place in Arabia, which was southeast of Israel. And the people of Kedar were the descendants of Ishmael, who was Abraham's son by Hagar the Egyptian. And they were against each other. They were against their brothers. And so uh, he's saying, look, I dwell with these people. Now, he didn't really. He dwelt with Jews. But it's as though his Jewish neighbors were just like these Gentiles or those that were against their own brothers. Uh, And so he said, my soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. In other words, they should have loved peace. They should have been good neighbors. Instead, they, they were slanders. They hated peace. And he said, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Now, have you ever been around someone that just has it out for somebody and you can't say anything good about that person that they have resentment against? Anything you say, they will just turn it Uh, to evil in some way. They'll find some fault. Uh, And so I think this is kind of what he's saying. Look, I'm a peace-loving man, but these people are for war. That's kind of an interesting psalm of ascent. You wonder why would this guy be singing this on his way to the house of the Lord? And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, Sometimes it's as though we have to just put those things behind us uh, and give them to the Lord, you know, before we can come and worship the Lord. And perhaps this was what he was doing. Psalm 121, another song of ascents. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, I love this psalm as he's coming up. You know, as I said earlier, you make that incline going up to Jerusalem because it's at a higher elevation, no matter which direction you're going up to Jerusalem and you would see the hills, but it's not saying that, that his help is coming from the hills. No, he says he lifts up his eyes to the hills and then he says, well, from where comes my help? My help doesn't come from the hills. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven 
and earth. And truly, when we understand that God is our helper, that he created all things, he created the hills. Now, you know, he, he'd be thinking about the hills as he's climbing up them, thinking about meeting with the Lord, going to the house of God. And he remembers, hey, the Lord is my helper. He's created everything. And, uh, and that's the one whom I'm going to be meeting with. Now, I think that that is something that we should think about whenever we come to worship the Lord, whenever we go to church. I love the time of worship. I look forward to it. Just being able to meet with God, to be in his presence, to worship him, and to know that he is there because he loves us. You know, not everybody wants to go to church. They don't like the people in church or whatever. But you know what? The Lord likes the people in church and he likes to be there and he's promised to be there. And so uh, we come and we worship and we know that he is our helper. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Now, this would be Probably a good thing to remember that he would not allow your foot to slip (laughs) because on your way there, it could be a a treacherous path as you're walking to Jerusalem. Um, And so he's, you know, not going to let your foot slip. Uh, He's not asleep. He's not slumbering. He is keeping watch over you always. And this whole idea of him keeping you. Now, remember, the Lord is our shepherd. And he keeps us as a shepherd keeps watch over his flock. And he never sleeps. Okay, the shepherds, well, they would have to sleep at some point, but not the Lord. He never sleeps. So he is ever vigilantly watching over you. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Now, the whole picture here is that the Lord is your protector. You know, I think a lot about single women who don't have, you know, a protector, a head in their life, a covering, and and my heart goes out to them. But then I think, wait a minute, you know, they have the Lord as their protector. God says, I am a father to the fatherless, a protector of the widow. He is your keeper. He will take care of you. You may not have a husband in your life, or maybe you lost your husband, but now the Lord is your head. He is your protector. He is your covering. He will keep you. And that is true for all of us. Uh, He's your shade at your right hand. Now, that would be particularly meaningful in a desert country where it gets very hot. The sun can be blazing. Uh, He would be the shade at your right hand. Of course, we know that as he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and through the wilderness, he he was a cloudy pillar by day to protect them from the the blazing sun. And so the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. At night it would get cold, but again, God uh, would protect them. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve you. You're going out and you're coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Again, this would be something just wonderful to prepare your heart to meet with God. I think many times the devil, the slanderer, he slanders 
the, the Lord. You know, he tells us that God is not good when God is good. And he tells you that God is like waiting to whack you out of the universe or something. That's not true. He's your protector. He's your keeper. He shall preserve you. And so as you're beginning to go and worship the Lord, you'd be reminding yourself, ah, yes, he's for me. He's not against me. He's going to preserve me from all evil. He will preserve my soul. And uh, he's going to preserve my going out. That speaks of, just think about it. Every day you leave the house, you know, you're going out, God is preserving you. And you, and you come back in, he's preserving you. From this time forth, even forevermore. He will always be there for you. Now, who else can you say that about? That they will always be there for you no matter what. We like to think that perhaps our husband or our wife will be there, but we never know. At some point, God may take them. But the Lord will always be there for you. Great Psalms, great things for us to meditate on as we contemplate worshiping the Lord. And if ever you get a chance, we're planning on going to Israel next year. We'd love to have you come with us. If you want to join us, uh, feel free to just contact us uh, at office at calvarytv.org. Just send us an email and we would love to have you join us. But these would be great Psalms for you to think on before you go there. And believe me, once you are there, it will change your life. It is so worth it. May God bless you and keep you, give you an awesome day as you worship Him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll look at three Psalms of Ascents that rejoice in going to the house of the Lord, pray for God's relief from contempt, and bless the Lord for His protection from enemies. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.